You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello and welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Michael Houlihan and Bonnie Harvey are our first guests in the first segment. We're going to be talking about their latest book in just a minute, so don't go anywhere. I'm very excited to have them back on the radio show. This show is brought to you by our advertisers, Center Club, Community Bank, Decision Toolbox, Executives Unlimited, MBN Design, S&H Rubber, Strategic Market Intelligence, Succession Strategies, SunUp Group, Tea & Company, Tone Software, Turn Up the Volume, and UPS Protection. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience of CEOs who are running middle market firms, to improve your decision-making skills. If you'd like to connect with me on LinkedIn, I am Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. My Twitter handle is CEO Peer Groups, And, of course, you should type into your podcasting software, Critical Mass Radio Show, so that you'll get the automatic updates of our regularly broadcast shows on octalkradio.net. All right, as promised as the open, we have both Michael Houlihan and Bonnie Harvey on the program. We're going to be talking about their latest book, The Barefoot Spirit. Michael and Bonnie, welcome back to the program. Hello. We're so happy to be here, Rick. Uh, Hi, Rick. I'm excited to have you uh, on to talk about your latest creation, the Barefoot, your book, The Barefoot Spirit. But before we get there... For those in our audience who maybe didn't hear your initial interview on the radio program, could you set the context and tell us a little bit about your experience in building Barefoot Wine? Well, you know, the Barefoot Spirit, our first book, was about that very thing. And uh, we started with no money, and we started with no knowledge of our industry. And uh, those two apparent detriments turned out to be some of our greatest assets. It, It enabled us to really disrupt the system. Because we had no money, we were forced to be resourceful. And so we had to come up with ways of doing things that had never been done before. And uh, because we had no knowledge of the industry, we didn't know any better. Uh, so we tried stuff that had never been uh, done before. And as a result, came up with a whole new way to categorize and uh, sell wine. And also, uh, the book that we wrote, our New York Times bestseller, The Barefoot Spirit, How Hardship, Hustle, and Heart, It's really a business adventure story, and so it was really a fun way of telling our story. We wanted to share things, the lessons that we'd learned with other people. And that was clearly being a New York Times bestselling book, and with your notoriety that came from creating such an iconic brand as Barefoot Wine, uh, you know, now that you are no longer fully employed or active in the wine industry, you're turning your focus to helping share with other entrepreneurs and business executives, like the people that listen here on Critical Mass Radio Show, about the importance of culture and how you guys have had both experiences as uh, employees, but then also as employers in building an entrepreneurial culture in a company. Is that not right? Oh, that is absolutely correct. In fact, our new book, which is called The Entrepreneurial Culture, 23 Ways to Engage and Empower Your People, was written for uh, middle market companies, middle management companies that that really are interested in uh, how to improve the company culture that they have. So what we did is we took a look 
at our business, and we basically dismantled it and boiled it all down into 23 things that you can cut and paste and put right into your own company, and those things will help you uh, engage and empower your people. And, of course, that's why Barefoot was such a success. The reason that Barefoot is the number one wine brand in the world today is not because it had a cute label or a cute slogan or a great price. It's because we had a great staff. And I believe for middle market companies, building an engaged workforce and having a truly differentiated culture is the best defensible position that a middle market company can have. Is is that your experience, or how do you feel about what I just said, guys? Oh, oh yes, absolutely. Um, any business is built on personal relationships, and it's the relationships that your staff has with your vendors, your buyers, your 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 um, production. It's anybody that has to do with your product, anybody that touches your product or or has any influence on the service of your company, whatever it is, including your end user, but it's right from the production company through the distribution and, and sales and right to the end user. It's all built on personal relationships. And that has to do with how your own staff treats the people that they're in touch with. So let's and that has a lot to do with how you treat your staff. And, you know, Tony Shea says your culture is your brand. And that, you know, whatever the culture inside your company is, that is what your brand in the marketplace will be. And I think a lot of what you both just said about how you treat your employees and then how they in turn treat your clients, that really is the manifestation, I think, of what Tony was talking about. Oh, absolutely. We we thoroughly believe it. We think, though, that the, the first thing that a company has to do is they have to realize that you know, you might have a CEO and senior vice presidents and junior vice presidents, and you may have divisions of labor, and you may have silos and all these different things. But the fact of the matter is all companies are only two divisions. One division is called sales, and the other division is called sales support. And everybody who's not in sales is in sales support, whether they know it or not. So you, as the leader, have got to take that philosophy to your people so that they get the idea, oh, my gosh, my, my, my salary, my benefits, everything comes from the customer. My job is to support the customer. Is that one of the keys, then, to engaging and empowering your employees in an organization, kind of building the entrepreneurial culture in your company, is, is kind of starting with that belief system, Michael and Bonnie? Well, yes, I think the two-division company, sales and sales support, is really the backbone of the company. It's what uh, every employee that you have can rally around. It's what makes team spirit. Everyone realizes that they have to rely on each other in order to achieve their goals. And that brings them all closer together, and they have more appreciation for everyone else's, uh, their coworkers. And the way you enforce that, of course, is the way you pay people, you know. Most corporations pay people really for attendance and tenure and status. Uh, what we did at Barefoot is we paid everybody from the receptionist to the lawyer, the CEO, everybody. Their bonus was based on sales growth and profitability. So there was no question that this two-division company philosophy was enforced right into their paycheck. We're talking with Michael Houlihan and Bonnie Harvey. They are authors of several books. The latest book, The Entrepreneurial Culture, really is a blend of their direct experience in building such an iconic brand as Barefoot Wine. And also it goes back earlier in, in your time as well as, as before you were entrepreneurs, as, as employees as well. So it's, it's a 
It's a beautiful combination, and a, a, it's it's a how-to manual, isn't it? It's very instructive, and it's it's, it's you can it's prescriptive for leaders that are running middle market firms. Exactly, it's pretty much cut and paste. Um, most of these uh, are not very easy to to do. You have to really get the management behind you on all of these concepts. But once the management, once upper management understands the uh, the real purpose of putting together an excellent team, which is the success of the company, then it's easy to take these ideas and really implement them and improve your company. So you're, we're talking about having a, res, a recipe for success in, in the entrepreneurial world. Is, it, is that how you, Did you write a recipe book then, Michael and Bonnie, in, in some context? Well, I'd call it a cookbook, but yes, okay. it, it is a cookbook. Um, and these are various different ingredients. Um, you know, if you're going to... Uh, if you're going to bake a cake, you know, you better follow the directions. And uh, obviously the first thing you have to do is get everybody uh, in the company on the same page, you know, uh, and that is that the uh, the money comes from the customer. When people came to work for us, the first thing we handed them was what we called the money map. And the money map showed a $10 bill coming from a woman pushing a, a shopping cart down an aisle in a large supermarket and exchanging it for a, a product, a bottle of wine in our case, could be any product, and then that guy gave the money to his his boss, then his boss paid his bills, gave the money to a distributor who gave him the product, that distributor paid his bill, less money was given then to the producer, which was us, we paid our bills, what little was left is what the salaries and bonuses came out of. So there was no question that everybody knew right where the money was coming from. Because if they get the idea the money is coming from the company, well, then they think you've got a big rock candy mountain out behind your house. <laughs> exactly. Yes, they lose touch with kind of the value stream that starts with the client. We're talking with Michael Houlihan and Bonnie Harvey. We're talking about their latest book, The Entrepreneurial Culture, which is built really on their successful experience in building an iconic brand, Barefoot Wine. We're going to take our first commercial break. Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be back in just a few short minutes. I want to talk to them about maybe some of the obstacles that they've observed and they can help us to identify to building the entrepreneurial spirit in a company's culture. We'll be back after these words from our sponsors. Richard Franzi is the author of two popular business books for CEOs. His first book, Critical Mass, The Ten Explosive Powers of CEO Peer Groups, was the first book ever written on the secret value of CEO peer groups. His second book, now with newly updated information, is Critical Mass, The Power of CEO Guiding Principles. Richard's books contain powerful information to help CEOs running middle market companies gain valuable insight to improve their decision-making skills. Richard's books are available as paperbacks or Kindle versions from Amazon.com. To find them, type Richard Franzi in the search box. Are you ready to tap into the power of social media to promote your business? It's easy to get social with Turn Up the Volume, the award-winning social media marketing professionals who know how to get results. Drive web traffic, boost sales, get social today. Visit www.turnupthevolume.com. That's turnupthevolume.com. Today's businesses are embracing voice over IP telephones and unified communication desktop technologies to more effectively communicate and collaborate with their customers, suppliers, and colleagues. The Reliatel management software from Tone Software Corporation 
helps organizations of all sizes manage their communications technologies to ensure great voice quality and better levels of service and reliability throughout their business. Through Reliatel, you'll gain higher return on investments from VoIP and Unified Communications Technologies while lowering the associated operational support and maintenance costs. Learn more. Visit www.tonesoft.com or call 800-833-8663 for information on Reliatel by Tone Software, the solution for quality business communications. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Bonnie Harvey and Michael Houlihan are my guests. They're authors of their second book, The Entrepreneurial Culture. Before we get back to talking to them, I'd just like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast. You've listened to over 16,000 episodes. Actually, it's more than 17,000 episodes during the last 30 days. And we here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. All of our shows can be heard anytime from Apple iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, other business-oriented podcasting services. And if you'd like to hear the show live, listen to us at octalkradio.net, just where we're broadcasting right now. All right, let's return to Bonnie and Michael. Before the break, I said we we're going to talk to you. I was going to ask you if you could share from your experience, what are some of the main obstacles that stifle this entrepreneurial spirit inside of a company's culture? Well, it's what we call the three sacred cows of corporate culture. And that is corporate structure, it's corporate compliance, and it's corporate compensation. Those are the three sacred cows. And they have to go out to pasture so we can get some wild stallions in there to really shake things up and, and get the motion going. Okay, so, so so let's grab those one at a time, Michael, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, can, can you start with structure and just kind of take us through the other two as well? Yeah, corporate structure. These are rigid divisions of labor. And, you know, uh, when we came out of the supply-sided days of the Industrial Revolution, you know, obviously it was better to divide labor, you know, and uh, and have efficiencies of scale. But now we've carried that too far. We've carried it all the way into service businesses and everything else. So we have a rigid division of labor. It can create turf battles and stifle communication innovation. You know, I'll tell you what you need to do to do your I'll tell you what you need to know to do your job if you tell me something. So all of a sudden, information becomes like a, a kind of a commodity, you know, or a currency. And then the second sacred cow is compliance, okay? Everything has to go through compliance. So say you get a good idea, you're going to try to save the company, and so you come up with a good idea, and they say, well, that's great, but it's got to go through compliance. And you go, oh, that's going to take three, four months. So you're discouraged from coming up with these ideas. And so basically, legal gets paid by the hour, whether or not a sale is made. And their job is to protect the company, so they're constantly looking for anything that can go wrong, and they're running up that hourly wage. And in the process, they're really stifling creativity. And what we suggest you do there is put lawyers on a, on a, a bonus structure that's based on sales, growth, and profitability themselves, and also ask them questions like, you know, how can we do this legally? Don't say, can we do this? And then the last one is compensation, corporate compensation. You're basically paying for attendance rather than production, <laughs> and this leads to mediocrity. You know, high, higher producers are likely to leave your company when they realize they're getting paid the same as clock watchers and net surfers who contribute very little to the bottom line. So you don't want to lose people just because you're not paying them right. 
We're talking with Michael Houlihan and Bonnie Harvey. They're authors of two books, The Barefoot Spirit, their original book, and their latest book, The Entrepreneurial Culture. The Barefoot Spirit was a New York Times bestseller. You know, talking about culture, what I recognize, too, is that not every company's culture is a good fit for every potential employee. You know, some people prefer not to, to work in different environments, and you, it's your job as the as the leader and, and the managers of a company is to find the right fit for your culture. So from your experience, how do you suggest business owners find people who have an entrepreneurial DNA if they want to have this type of culture that you were speaking about? Well, our, our main answer to that would be hire for hustle. So when you have somebody coming into your office applying for a job, you've got to look at their body language. You've got to see how excited they are. Are they leaning forward? Are they excited about working for your company, or do they just need a job? Did they do research about your company, or are they just sitting there like a lump, you know, waiting for you to ask the next question? Are they engaged? Are they taking notes? Are they asking questions? This is hustle. This is excitement. And you need that kind of energy to really create a good team that's all working together. You want to look at body language. You might ask them to get up and and go get something in the other room, for instance. How do they move? Are they able to continue to talk? Did they lose their train of thought? Um, How quickly do they get back to you on their answers? And all of these things will tell you a lot about hustle. Make sure that your employees are hustlative, we say. And the other thing that we look for, of course, is integrity and uh, ability to uh, perform. One of the things that we did was when we got down to the final interview, you know, we would do all the talking. Imagine that. We didn't ask them any questions. We just told them. We said, this is your job. This is what we expect of your job. This is the problems that the company's having. These are the challenges we have. Here's how your job can make a difference, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end of the interview, we said, okay, tomorrow by 5 o'clock, we would like to have a one-page summary of what was said today and your idea of how you fit in and what you can do in this job to improve this company. And that told us volumes. It told us whether or not they could meet a deadline. You know, most resumes are written by professionals. Now they had to write their own. It showed how they put thoughts together. It showed how they remembered what was said. This speaks volumes. So that's the kind of stuff we did that was really kind of off the wall. That's interesting, too, because it goes back to Bonnie's earlier point about how how do they really want the job and how well do they kind of fit with what you've asked them to do. So that that's an interesting suggestion and one that hopefully is a teachable moment here on Critical Mass Radio Show with Bonnie Harvey and Michael Houlihan. We're talking about their latest book, The Entrepreneurial Culture. So can you explain uh, what you refer to in your book as the number one hidden cost of any business? Yes, Rick, that is employee turnover. Um, There's no line item on any business plan that says employee turnover, $4 million in the next 10 years, but it can easily run up to that. When people leave you, they take all the education and training that you've given them, and they take to maybe your competitor. And not only that, in the sales department, they'll certainly take your customers. If they've built good customer relationships, they'll take those customers to your competitors as well. Then you're faced with the problem of having to advertise and interview and hire and train somebody else. Well, that doesn't only take time out of all the upper management positions, but it also takes time from one of your employees, at least, to sit right down at their side and train them. 
This is very time-consuming, and it takes away from um, both positions because the new hire isn't doing that job to the fullest capacity, and whoever the trainer is isn't getting his or her own job done to the fullest capacity. So turnover is absolutely the number one hidden cost of any business. All right. Hallelujah, brother. Hallelujah, brother and sister. I agree that that is it's turning the business. And and they take, you know, Bonnie, your point, too, that sometimes employees take some really valuable ideas and information about your firm. And that leaves the company. And sometimes you never get that kind of spirit back from the people that you hired or place them if you're not careful. We're talking with Bonnie Harvey and Michael Houlihan. We're talking about their latest book, The Entrepreneurial Culture. If someone is interested in learning more about your experience, how you successfully did it, and what you've decided to pass along in this book, where do they find the book and how do they buy it? They can go to our website, www.thebarefootspirit.com, and they can get both books there, The Barefoot Spirit and The Entrepreneurial Culture. Well, I want to thank you both. I know you have a very busy schedule. You're uh, keynote speakers this evening in an event here in Los Angeles, and I really love the fact that whenever you're in town in Southern California, you reach out to us here on Critical Mass Radio Show. It's an honor to have you both back on the program. I can't wait to do it again when you travel back to Southern California. Safe travels and continued success in your new venture as world-famous authors. Thank you, Michael, and thank you, Bonnie, for being on Critical Mass Radio Show. As always, it's our pleasure, Rick. Thanks a lot, Rick. Have a good day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Michael Houlihan and Bonnie Harvey. They were uh, the driving energy and force behind Barefoot Wines, number one brand in the world. Really did redefine the wine industry, left quite a footprint. Uh, I'm sure I'm not the first to say that uh, in that industry. And now they're sharing a bit of what they know. Our second guest for today, and well, I third guest, but technically in our second segments, will be William Hart. He's the managing partner at Hart King, and I've asked him to come into the show to help you, our CEOs of middle market firms, to start the new year off on the right foot. See how we're bringing that together with Barefoot? Yes, we're very creative here, and Crystal, our producer, in writing these opens. William Hart from Hart King joins to talk about what middle market companies should know to keep themselves on top of their legal responsibilities and business so don't go anywhere ladies and gentlemen we're going to be back with william hart here on critical mass radio show after these words from our commercial sponsors successfully navigating the changing world of public relations and digital marketing requires an experienced tenacious yet gracious team in business for more than 20 years, Orange County-based and Company delivers big agency results with personalized service. For more information, call us at 714-536-8407 or visit us online at tnco.me. If you are an Orange County CEO or a business owner, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have had these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions through the power of peer learning. These are groups of peers who are running businesses just like you. CEO Peer Groups provides a great sounding board to test fresh ideas and new concepts, review your strategic plans and tactical goals, and present issues and opportunities for a critical discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, and improved business results. 
If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn about our CEO peer groups. CEO peer groups is a registered trademark of Critical Mass for Business. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results. A cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge. With the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days. All with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. As promised, Bill Hart, managing partner at Hart King, is sitting in the studio. We're going to be talking to him in just one minute. But I wanted to let you know that our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on our radio show is the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of our program. And with our exclusive prospect engagement program, Critical Mass Radio Show delivers 24 warm prospects to each of our annual advertisers. If you'd like to learn more, call Rose Chamora at 951-515-4661-951-515-4661. I'd ask you if you're listening to us live and you want to talk to her, just hold off for maybe the next 25, 30 minutes. She's here in the studio with us and She's. Uh, we wouldn't want her phone ringing while we're doing the interview with Mr. Hart. Of course, all of our shows can be found on Critical Mass for Business website. Bill, welcome to the program. Thank you, Rick. Appreciate it. It's nice to have you in here. Let's start by asking you to tell me a little bit about your professional background. Graduated from law school uh, in the mid-70s and uh, joined a large uh, litigation firm, trial firm in San Francisco, and then... Uh, moved down to L.A. and joined another large trial firm, uh, and my goal was to try to get as much trial experience as I could in, in, in large, complex cases, and I was fortunate enough to have the opportunity to work with some really good senior lawyers to do that and, and uh, operated as, uh, uh, on those occasions as what they call a second chair, meaning uh, uh, somebody who, who kind of does everything that the lead trial lawyer doesn't want to do. Uh, and uh, learned a lot, and so uh, traveled around and spent a lot of time in courtrooms. And and uh, after I gained that experience, uh, I, I I had always wanted to start my own law firm, and so uh, did that. Uh, uh, moved to Orange County to do that, and uh, Hart King is the result of that uh, effort. And when did you found? Hart King. Uh, the firm uh, has been uh, since 1982, and and it's gone through a, a couple of iterations. Uh, uh, a couple of the partners have have spent some 15 or 20 years, and then either retired or or uh, gone and typically gone into business uh, rather than other practices. And uh, and I'm the um, the uh, the Indian who's left okay. uh, to uh, to operate the uh, firm, and and uh, we have about twenty lawyers okay. and uh, engage uh, almost entirely in business and real estate uh, transactions and litigation. Probably three quarters litigation, one one quarter 
uh, business and real estate transactions. So let's let's spin the wheel back a little bit. Sure. What was it about litigation that attracted you? Well, and still does attract. You? Yeah, I uh, when I when when I got out of undergrad, I decided, I was I, I talked to a lot of people and and uh, had some options uh, whether to go to business school or law school or whatever. And the net effect of that was that I got a lot of uh, advice that I should go to law school because. I seemed. They seemed to think I I had uh, some modest talent for uh, communicating with people, and and so I went ahead and did that, and and then pursued that uh, in in practice, and uh, and uh, and I've just always uh, liked uh, kind of being in the courtroom, and and uh, at least what I consider to be sort of the leading the leading edge of the of the conflict that the law often brings us brings us uh, into and and uh, I like to be uh, part of the the solution to that and and oftentimes that's in trial okay so let's let's talk about the here and now with Hart King um, sure. you talked about the type of work that you're doing predominantly litigation business and real estate mm-hmm. can you give us a sense for the type of clients that you work with uh, our our typical client is uh, is a mid-size uh, Southern California, predominantly Orange County based, but also many LA, San Diego, Riverside based clients who are engaged in a variety of businesses. Uh, it might be a service business of one type or another. Uh, it might be a manufacturing business. It might be uh, a real estate business involving either construction or management of real estate, uh, acquisition, sale. We sort of have grown up the way in which Orange County's grown up. Uh, when we came, when we opened our firm some 30 plus years ago, uh, this was really a suburb, and and so there were sort of you know it was real estate driven, right. uh, not a lot of manufacturing, no tech, uh, and and many other industries um, that are here now were not here then, and so what we've done is 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 tried to add attorneys who have expertise uh, helping those kinds of businesses that. Have characterized the growth of Orange County, and um, and 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 over that time, we've come to represent uh, many representatives of that growth. Okay, and and so that's we sort of at least we we perceive ourselves to be a mirror of of the growth in Orange County uh, with the lawyers that we have on board with us now. And we're talking with Bill Hart. He is managing partner of Hart King. We're talking specifically about the firm and the and the practice and the business model. So. Um, in litigation, which side of the fence do you tend to stand on? Well, it's, uh, and I'm often asked that question, it, the, the business litigation or real estate litigation is not, is not like plaintiff's litigation okay. in the sense that, that we represent companies, and sometimes the companies have to pursue litigation right. to, for instance, get paid, uh, and other times they have to defend themselves against litigation, and it, that might be the same company in both instances at the same time. Right. It's the client then, right? It's, so it's the client-driven, okay. and, and we represent uh, clients on both sides of that fence uh, all the time. And uh, and uh, and and typically those disputes, uh, if it's the common denominator, is that they involve the governance of the business, the uh, financial condition or or financial success of the business, uh, and uh, we are typically uh, involved to protect that or to add to it. Okay, so we're talking with Bill Hart. 
and he's managing partner of Heart King. So in the open, um, before you actually came in the studio, as I was wrapping up my interview with our first two guests, which were uh, Michael Houlihan and Bonnie Harvey, they were the founders of Barefoot Winery, and they were talking about their latest book, sure. uh, The Entrepreneurial Culture. I, I mentioned that you were going to come in and share a little bit about what business owners need to know to sort of stay current with what's going on here, specifically in Southern California, California right. with laws. So uh, that's a big topic, sure. and we've got about six minutes till the next commercial break so can you can you just start to give us a sense for what should we know and it's a new year here what should we know well we represent a lot of um uh what's referred to in the tech business as startups but but all kinds of businesses that that are that are relatively new businesses uh businesses that are um what i would say on the bubble uh, depending on how successful are they going to be, are they going to be able to survive the first year, the second year, the third year, as they get up to speed doing whatever it is they do. Where we help a client like that is we serve as sort of outside general counsel. Uh, we will be available uh, uh, seven days a week for that young business to access for advice, no matter what the issue is, whether it's transactions, whether it's litigation, whether it's pending litigation, whether it's threatened litigation, whether, whether they're having vendor problems, landlord problems, uh, other types of problems. Employee that, problems? Employee problems as well. And, and so uh, we might, for a single client, be uh, drafting a procedure manual for their employees. We might be negotiating a lease for their space. We might be uh, suing a vendor who uh, hasn't delivered the product. Uh, so there may be a variety of things that we do, okay. but w- we really like the role of being um, a counselor to keep those kinds of clients out of trouble. And and what we try to do is is try to get our clients to call us first uh, before or when they identify a problem, right. before they allow the problem to metastasize and then become really a, a threat to the, either their existence or a very expensive problem. And and we we think we've been reasonably successful in doing that, and that's something that, that that's one of the reasons we think we have a lot of long term clients who've been with us for many many years. Okay, you know they they know that they can call us uh, and and get a quick answers to their problems that then result in heading off the kinds of of disastrous litigation that can bury a company, uh, and uh, and 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 so that's really we feel like that's our sweet spot is being able to advise businesses to how to stay out of trouble right and and if they if they think there is trouble how to solve it early rather than later the biggest problem with litigation is when you allow like so many things in life when you allow it to go sideways uh hoping it will get better right uh it often gets worse and and as a result uh we sometimes see clients bring in a problem that could have been resolved six months earlier with you know a meeting and a couple of phone calls and maybe an agreement, and now uh, it's uh, blown up, mm-hmm. and uh, and your only recourse, at least for a while, is 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 uh, expensive uh, resort to expensive litigation. So so it sounds like even though a majority of your work is litigation, you're you're really acting uh, as as you said the outside general counsel for your clients, where there's this uh, very comfortable relationship where they're asking your advice, you're giving them feedback, you're kind of helping them navigate before they go, okay, we've decided, we, here, we've just been served, uh, right. you know, call, right. call the lawyers. Right. You're much more intimate with your clients than it, that. It's, it's, it keeps, what, it, what it does is keep clients coming back. What happens is, in, in, as, as, you, as you might imagine, you, you, have, a, you have a new client, uh, new business. 
uh, you work with them in that outside counsel role, and you solve their problems before they become super expensive. And you do that for a couple of years, and you allow the client to become successful separate and apart from the law. That's what you want that client to be successful. You want them to do the thing that they're really good at doing. Right. And so what we hope to do is enable them to do that, uh, free from getting blown up by the random lawsuit that ends that, that business opportunity before it really can get started. Once they've gained some momentum and once they've achieved some success, uh, then we feel like we have a client for life, uh, I mean, figuratively speaking, because, right. you know, they recognize and they appreciate the fact that we didn't uh, bury them in legal fees early on. We, we, we solved some of their problems and allowed them to be successful. And so now, if they are successful, they tend to come back to us. It's amazing. I um, lead CEO peer groups for middle market companies mm-hmm. where I'm working with their top executives in these confidential roundtables. And many times... the. It, you learn that there are so many places where you could be potentially uh, in a lawsuit, you know, whether it's employees or vendors or customers or it just it's like everything that you do to get business. You have to sort of be aware that there could be an illegal aspect to that. And so if you're able to insulate a growing company from from those kind of issues, because it's very distracting for the owner of the right. business to have a suit. It, it's, it's not all-consuming, but it's very disruptive to the normal flow of sure the business, is. isn't it? Absolutely is, and and we've seen many businesses that have been ultimately taken down because either the cost of the problem takes them down or the dissension uh, and uh, unhappiness that's created by the litigation right. internally is such that, that it, it really hampers the success of the business. And so, uh, you know, we, we just want to want to help them get to a point where they're they're successful, they're healthy, they're standalone. And now, uh, it's interesting, it comes back to us and, and they rely on us for bigger and better things uh-huh. uh, that are more constructive, uh, that uh, where we can, where it's all, a, it's a win-win, it's a, it's a positive uh, effort on our part as opposed to keep them, keeping them out of trouble. Right, like joint ventures and growing the business and acquiring and all the rest of the things that are positive in nature. All right, we're talking with Bill Hart. He is managing partner at Hart King. We're going to take our third and final commercial here on Critical Mass Radio Show. And when we come back, I'm going to ask one of the questions I plan to ask Bill is his guiding principle that he's using to lead and grow the firm. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back after these words from our commercial sponsors. Hey, did you know that over 73% of consumer packaged goods and retail products fail miserably within their first year? Why? Because they find themselves in the pit of unawareness. You don't want to go there. Call me, and I'll make sure that your packaging gets noticed. You know how I know? Because I'm the founder and creative director of MBN Design. We're one of Orange County's most established and trusted design firms. With over 20 years of experience, I can ensure that your brand will always stay new. Ask me how our packaging sold millions in months, or see for yourself other success stories on our website at www.mbndesign.com. We're MBN because we're making brands new. Call 714-458-8701 and talk to me, Hector Garcia. That's my cell, 714-458-8701. I'll be waiting for your call. Richard Franzi is the author of two popular business books for CEOs. His first book, Critical Mass, The Ten Explosive Powers of CEO Peer Groups, was the first book ever written on the secret value of CEO peer groups. His second book, 
Now with newly updated information is Critical Mass, the power of CEO guiding principles. Richard's books contain powerful information to help CEOs running middle market companies gain valuable insight to improve their decision-making skills. Richard's books are available as paperbacks or Kindle versions from Amazon.com. To find them, type Richard Franzi in the search box. I just wanted to share with you my experience as a member of Center Club in Costa Mesa. Uh, Many of you know that I've been a member of Center Club in Costa Mesa for well over four, actually going on five years now. I hold my monthly CEO peer group meetings there, my annual executive conference. On February the 11th, I'll have my 1,000th interview show where I'll be interviewing Wing Lamb in the evening at the Center Club, as well as I do all my daily business meetings and lunches at the club. I found the staff to be professional and courteous, and my guests enjoy meeting at the center club with its newly remodeled meeting rooms and dining rooms and common areas if you're looking for a place to conduct meetings maybe host events maybe someone in your family is getting married uh, you should consider orange county's most successful business center the center club in costa mesa for information regarding membership and private events please visit the center club at their website www.center-club.com All right, welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Our guest is here in the studio, Bill Hart. I'd like to let you know that our audience has downloaded over 17,000 episodes. You've listened to that many programs during the last 30 days. Uh, We here at the program really appreciate your continued and growing support. Of course, all of our shows can be heard anytime on Apple iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, Several hundred former guests' websites who've put their radio show episode on their platform, and as well as business-oriented podcasting services. All right, Bill, I said before the break I was going to ask you to share your guiding principle with our audience. Would you be so kind? Uh, well, I appreciate the heads up, so I had a chance to think about it. <laughs> I, I, I would, I would say, say this. It's sort of it's evolved. I mean, I've been doing this a while, uh, about 30 years. And so when I first started out, sort of running the law firm, I knew how to practice law, but I didn't know how to run a business. And so I was learning on the job with how to, how to, how to work with people, how to manage other people, how to deal with the 101 things that you do that don't have anything to do with practice of law. And, uh, and so I, I'm, a, I'm a pretty hands-on person. And, and I think that I, I discovered that um, I was too hands-on in the sense that I, I, I wouldn't, I, I made it difficult for other good lawyers in the office to be good at what they do and to and to sort of reach their potential. And over time, I decided that I was going to take a leap of faith and trust people, uh, try to hire the right people and try to get the right people on board. But right. once you do that, to the best you, your, of your ability, let them do their thing and let them be good at what they do and just and then just take a position which is supportive. And um, and provide the resources necessary for that those people to be successful, and uh, and let them develop business and let them try cases and let them make recommendations relative to cases and and all of the the, the many things that that a, that a good attorney does for a client and and does within a law firm, and and so I, now my guiding principle if the, if I if I have one is try to get out of the way. And, and try to hire the best people you can and put them together so that they work well together and stay out of the way and and just provide the gui- the guidance and the support where it's needed 
uh, and check on everybody all the time to make sure that they have what they need and to be successful. And if they need something, make sure the door is always open to me to ask for it and, and to ask for the things that maybe they see that I don't see that they need to be successful. And, and I just try to come in every day with that in mind, that, that my role is as a facilitator, um, hopefully a mentor, uh, and I don't mean to overstate that, but I mean to the extent I can be a mentor, to the extent I can be, uh, uh, provide insight based on experience, uh, work with a client, work with that lawyer, work with a strategy, I find myself in those meetings interacting with my people probably 90% of the time. That's okay. my role. Okay. Uh, and 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 uh, I am happiest when our people are successful on their own, when they are recognized uh, for, a, for a great win, where a client calls me up and goes, hey, uh, you know, I, I, uh, you, 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 you assigned me to, to David, and, and I wasn't sure because I didn't know David. I knew you, Bill, but, but uh, I can't tell you how happy I am that uh, you put me together with David because we got a great result, and he handled the thing beautifully, and uh, you've got good people working for you. So that's, that, that's the, 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 the best part of, of my job. Uh, is to get that kind of a call, not that's congratulating me for right. doing anything I did, but for congratulating me for putting, in my example, David in the right place to succeed with the client. And now, when that happens over and over again, you've got a much stronger law firm because right. you've got now multiple folks that you can rely on who are loyal to the law firm and who appreciate the fact that you have given them a chance that a lot of law firms and, frankly, a lot of businesses don't give their people, mm-hmm. they keep them boxed in and keep them uh, hobbled by whatever the CEO's worldview is. Right. And, and, and that's a mistake, uh, in my judgment. At least it, it has been, in our, and it would be in our business. And so I'm, I'm, that's, my, that's mm-hmm. my guiding principle is just to be, uh, if, play that role. It sounds, thank you, Bill. I'm talking with Bill Hart, Managing Partner at Hart King. It sounds like it's a different, for you personally and professionally, it's mm-hmm. a different job before you made that decision when you were more into details to now what you're doing. It, to me, it sounds like a better job. Well, it is. The role it, you're in now. It is. It is a better job. It's better in a lot of ways. First of all, it, it, it reduces my stress right. for having to feel like I'm, a, um, I'm running a fire drill every day because I have to be somehow involved in every decision. Uh, and then, two, it just makes the firm much more successful when you've got 20 people who are making good decisions at the same time uh, than one guy who has to make all the decisions right. Solomon. and yeah. is, is always going to be not as good as 20, 20 heads. So that's, that, that's, that's what I've come to understand. It, it, sometimes you have to, it takes a while to right. come around to that point of view because you have to kind of do something different than your first instinct yes. is. But, but once you get over that, it's, it's, uh, it's been a, a terrific uh, um, Evolution on my part, at least, uh, or maturity on my part to allow that to happen. Great. Uh, my, uh, it's interesting because when we were talking with Michael Houlihan and Bonnie Harvey about their latest book, talking about an entrepreneurial culture, many of the some of the things that we had a chance to talk about with them, I, I heard again in your in how you approaching leading and growing your firm. So, um, for those of you that are listening to the show in its entirety, you kind of get to see 
um, the practice that happened at Barefoot Winery and the work that's being done here in Southern California from the managing partner of Hart King. So uh, we only have a few minutes left here on the radio show. So tell me about the future. Where do you see the firm going in the next five, ten years? Law firms are becoming more specialized. The same thing happened in Los Angeles and San Francisco. Uh, as as areas become more mature and more sophisticated in terms of the their legal needs, they require lawyers who know how to do things that are uh, more specialized. Thirty years ago, when we 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 opened our practice, you really had to be able to do a lot of different things. Okay, because the businesses that were here. Uh, did a lot of different things. You might have a client who developed some real estate. He had some apartments that he managed. He got sued periodically, uh, <laughs> and uh, and uh, uh, and he and and he, he in those days you didn't really have the employee employer issues that you have. You didn't have the the um, labor board issues that you have now. You have a lot of complexity now okay. in in the law and in business that requires legal advice that you didn't have 30 years ago. And now a, a good CEO of a, of a business of any size, the first thing that they think about is, before I make this decision, let me run it by counsel just to make sure, because I'm not sure that I'm doing the right thing, or maybe there's something I'm missing. Yeah, I don't see it. That almost never happened 30 years ago, or even 20 years ago. Uh, the, the CEO would go ahead and do 10 things, and, and if, it, if something went south, then you, f- you found out about it three months later. That doesn't happen very much anymore. And so we've had to become more specialized. We've had to add attorneys who have specialties that we can bring to bear okay. on these kinds of issues. And so when a client calls up and says they have a particular labor problem, they have a real estate problem, it, it's often a very specialized mm. problem within that larger definition. And and you have to be able to respond to that because if you can't, then they'll go somewhere else because there's enough good firms in Orange County now yes. uh, that th- who, who offer that kind of expertise that you have to be competitive and and you that some years ago a couple decades ago you didn't really have to compete hmm. quite like that because you didn't have the big LA firms with branch offices down here who can right. bring to bear a lot of resources you know and and very right. good resources and so they provide competition that ups everybody's game right and so we've had to up our game and that's what we've done so how does someone learn more about your firm how do they find you online well uh uh, www, I'm sure, precedes it, uh, <laughs> dot, dot uh, heartkinglaw.com. Heart is spelled H-A-R-T. H-A-R-T-K-I-N-G law.com. Okay. And that will, if you, that will take you right through our, our fabulous, fantastic uh, high-tech website that will uh, acquaint you with everything that we do and all of our folks who are there. And, um, and then that will, if you want to talk to me or anyone else in the law firm or you have an issue, um, by all means, uh, you can speak uh, or, and or correspond directly with uh, anyone. You'll have it there. It's, it'll just a click, and you're there, and, and uh, give us a shout. Well, I appreciate you coming in today and sharing a little bit about what you know in this in- from your perspective in your industry. Thanks for being a friend of the show, and welcome to our community. Thank you, Rick. Appreciate Thank you. it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode of the Critical Mass Radio Show. I'd like to thank our advertisers, Center Club, Community Bank, Decision Toolbox, Executives Unlimited, MBN Design, S&H Rubber, Strategic Market Intelligence, Succession Strategies, Sunup Group, T & Company, 
Tone Software, Turn Up the Volume, and UPS Protection. This is your host, Rick Franzi. If you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, it's Richard Rick Franzi. My Twitter handle is CEO Peer Groups. And if you'd like to listen to our show as a podcast on a regular basis, go into your podcasting software, type Critical Mass Radio Show, and subscribe. Until the next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 